Check, check, check. All right. We're doing this? Hello. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Day in My Shoes. I'm your host, Evan. Today, we're going to read Trent Sheldon's new book, or first book, I should say, um, The Greatest You, Face Reality, Release Negativity, and Live in Your Purpose. So, I got this book yesterday. I'm pretty excited to dive into this. If you don't know that Trent Sheldon was a NFL um, football player, he also played in college. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick uh, story about him, and then we'll dive into it. So, he was a college standout. He's, his NFL dreams died when he got cut in multiple teams with no job, no prospects learning. He had a child on the way. And numbing himself with whatever he could find. Trent then found one of his closest friends had killed himself. Life seems without hope until Trent discovered a secret of finding purpose in the darkest times. Basically, he found a purpose in sharing his stories and also turning to God. And I don't know if he was a Christian before all this, but um, that's some of the information to know about him. So, I'm sure we all go through um, hard times, and losing a friend through suicide is very difficult, I'm sure. Um, so, let's get into the book. Alright, so the introduction of the book is, let's read that and then we'll read the first chapter and we'll close up. Ten years ago, I couldn't even remotely imagine that more than nine million people would view my last video. Share more than 200,000 times and make more than 50,000 often very personal comments. If you could tell me I had six million more or six million people following me on Facebook and a million on Instagram and over all my social media, 50 million, I would have said you, you're tripping. Back then, if someone had suggested that I would be considered one of the most inspiring people on the web, of the biggest influencers positivity in the generation I would have said to this this person had in a mind of different Trent Sheldon. Because of Trent Sheldon of the ten years ago was super in sorry, if I don't know the word I'm just gonna skip it. He had a fear of public speaking and no experience with it. He also had tattoos all over his body, so he sure didn't look the part of it in uh, skip. And the truth is, he couldn't have been me because I wasn't ready for it to be me. Don't get me wrong, I knew I wanted to help people and I knew I wanted to reach out to f others to fill me with a sense of person, purpose. I'm not going to read all of it, but you can go ahead and get it on Amazon. 
the book is The Greatest You by Trent Sheldon. The introduction is pretty long, so let's get into just the first chapter. <coughs> first chapter is, you'll never win your war by running from your battles. Alright. I'm going to put this phone down because it's annoying to, like, hold it. Let's get right into this. Listen, if this book is going to work for you, you're going to have to be real with yourself. And if I'm going to ask you to be real with yourself, the, the least I can do is start by process with some transparency, transparency of my own. Ten years ago, I was in the dark place. My life with all about football through all the challenges in my life certainly didn't end there. From the time I was a kid, I was always one of the best players on the field. I remember the first three times I ever touched a football, all three plays went for touchdowns. Before I was even 18 years old, there was no doubt in my mind that I was designed to play on Sundays in the NFL. My future seemed even more certain when I started as a wide receiver for Baylor University. I was ready for a long career in the league. When draft day came around, I watched every pick of the draft. Experts had told me that I was likely to grow go in the later rounds, but I was possible I could go higher, so I stayed glued to ESPN from the start, waiting to hear my name called. Except it was never. Two days, seven rounds, two, 250 players, 34 of them wide receivers like I was, and not one of them was me. I'd be lying if I said I didn't hurt. I did. But I had to hide my heart behind a smile. I had to pretend I wasn't worried that my long life dream wouldn't be coming true. Fifteen minutes after the draft, I, my worry started to fade. As the minute team called, teams called trying to sign me as I highly priority free agent. After getting in counsel from my uncle George Stewart, who has been coaching in the NFL for more than 20 years, I've decided to sign with the Indiana, uh, the Colts. They were fresh off the Super Bowl titles, and I knew I had skills to help them get an, another ring. I just knew Peyton Manning and I was going to be making big plays all off the field. I just knew it. I got some training camp and things, and it was going great. I started at the bottom from the totem pole because I wasn't a returning player or a high-pick draft. But I got off a great start in in the preseason, maybe the best in the NFL, the, what, the best among rookies, 
Undrafted free agents are always a long shot to make a team, but I was training head, turning heads. I was bailing out, and I was sure was going to make the squad. Then the Colts didn't play me in the third preseason game. I didn't make sense to me because I was playing so well. I asked some of the veteran players about it, and they told me that the team was trying to hide me because they didn't want other teams signing me. That didn't make one bit of sense to me, doing what would only make sense if they weren't playing me to sign me, in spite of me how I played, and that's exactly what happened. They caught me, and they re-signed me to practice squad, which meant a suit up for games, but could still get a call at the same time. I figured I'll be with the Colts the whole season, so I got in an argument. Wait, I'm reading too fast. So I got an apartment in a car. Then after week two, they cut me from the practice squad. All of a sudden... I'm gone from the visions of being the NFL star to being right back to my own room in my parents' house, not wanting to go out because I was too embarrassed to talk to anyone about what happened to me, not getting drafted hurt, but this is, but this hurt even more. I would been working for since I was six years old. How could they be slipping away from me? A week later... I was back in practice squad, and a few weeks after that, Coach Tony uh, D, I'll just call him, told me I was going to be moved in active roster in Monday night game against the San Diego Chargers. Okay, I thought this didn't start out the way I wanted, but everything is turning around for me. Ten years from now, I, my friends and I will laugh and about how I was worried about my long NFL career wasn't going to happen, but something wasn't right with my knee. I'd been feeling it for a while, and I was ignoring it because I had to. I couldn't afford to let any injury get in my way. The problem was that it wasn't getting any better. I had to pop a pain pill before every practice just to get on the field. I knew if I was sat out, if I was sat out of practice, I was be, I would be going home. No team needed an injured guy on the practice squad. Then certainly don't need a un unproven guy that that isn't a hundred percent healthy on the active roster. I tried to fight through it. But coach saw me limping, and he told me that the team couldn't afford to active to activate me if I wasn't able to go full speed. I knew in the moment that I had lost out the huge opportunity. I stayed on the practice squad the rest of the year, but I never got another chance to to get into a game. <clears throat> The next season, I was invited to minicamp with the 
Seattle Seahawks, they wound, wound up cutting. Oh, they wound up cutting me right after the end of the procession. Oh, preseason, sorry. But then a week later, they called and said they wanted me to come back. And they were, and that very day, in fact, I quickly packed up some things, rushed off to the airport, and I was just about to board the plane. I got another call from the Seattles. They changed their mind. I got one more shot with Washington Redskins, and I was completely healthy. I ran the fastest time in my life, 3.4 seconds on 40-yard dash, which is super fast. The Redskins signed me to the practice squads, but I never got any further, even though I had great practices. By November, they had come me, and I learned firsthand the real meaning of um, intent. The intentions NFL is not for long. I refused to believe that my dream was over. I just kept running from reality because reality didn't come out connect with me and the vision I had for myself. I was a football player. It was only way I knew to define myself. I had to keep running from the facts and the football wasn't happening for me. If NFL didn't want me yet, there were another option. There was a arena football league, and they were happy to have me. The game was brutal on my body because the fields were small and turf is laid over concrete. Coach, but at least I was playing. Then I got a call from the college coach to come play from... United Football League, a brand new professional league that had been trying to com- compete directly with the NFL. I had, I had a great tryout and ran one of my fastest 40s ever. <coughs> they said they were going to sign me and that I thought and I thought this could be my ticket to the pros. Two weeks later, I got a call saying that the league was going to fold. It had lost too much money, and the football fans had made it clear that they didn't want a new league. Reality had gotten right up in my face, and I still kept running. I was fast during the trials, but I was even faster when I was running away from all the truth. And while I was running... I was doing all kinds of other distractive things to my life. I started smoking and drinking, and I was partying all the time. I was running around with woman, woman, even though I had an ongoing and off-again girlfriend I met when I was at the cults. I didn't care about life. I was living reckless, and I was doing anything and everything to fill up my my inside because I was feeling awfully empty in there. Living reckless meant that I didn't have to face up what was really happening and that I thought I could keep it going indefinitely. Then I got a woman who wasn't my girlfriend pregnant and I I wasn't ready 
in any way to have a kid. I made this very clear. Clear that she kept keeping the baby, which freaked me out. Meanwhile, I had to tell my girlfriend, we are on again, sort of. And I've got another woman pregnant. You can imagine how that went. <clears throat> Complicating the fact that that was my mother and my girlfriend's mother were very close friends and this had created a huge amount of frustration between them. I was a jerk at the time because I didn't want to be a man, but I was blaming everyone else. I just wanted to keep running. And then I couldn't run any longer. I got a call telling me that my college roommate, um, Anthony, had committed suicide. He had made a... He had made the chargers... But then he left for a personal reason and lost his football dreams and a big effort effect on him. Ultimately, ultimately, causing him to take his own life, I was devastated because Anthony was one of my closest friends. And I was even more devastated because I haven't been paying enough attention to see, to see what he was going through. Maybe if I had, I could have convinced him to keep going. Maybe if I could have helped him to see this way out. That was rock bottom for me. That was when I realized I had to face up reality. And it was Anthony's funeral that I finally understand that life is, isn't promised. That we aren't guaranteed tomorrow. If I wasn't to leave a mark on this world, I was going to have to start working towards that. If I had to do it for my newborn son, I had to do it for Anthony. I had to do it for all the people like Anthony that might still be able to make their lives work. By this time, I had started rehab time and released a few videos, but this is when I really decided to dedicate myself to helping people. Back then, I only had a few thousand Facebook followers, and then I opened my phone lineup at night to th to them, saying that if you were going through a tough time, that they should call. And here's something I would never imagined. Doing this, I felt better than professional football had ever felt for me. When I was helping people, I felt like I was truly living my purpose. And if I was really being honest with myself, I didn't have to love for the game anymore. Football wasn't quite my um, rearview mirror yet, but it was almost there. The most important thing that thing was that I stopped running. I finally realized that I couldn't win. This war, I kept running from my battles and this is the war I absolutely needed to win not just for me but for everyone around me um,
this is a wrong chapter. So I'm just going to end it there. Um, but yeah, it's a really... It's a really crazy story because if I read the rest of this, it would be probably an, an hour long, maybe, something like that. And I don't want it to be that long, but um, I know I'm not the best reader. I'm not the best person that can read the um, the best, or I can't say, or I cannot, I cannot pronounce the best words, but... I definitely did really pretty well since I haven't read a book in a long time, but um, I like Trent because he's honest with himself, he's honest with his fans, he's honest with his family, you know, he keeps it real. Uh, if you want me to continue to read more of this, I will, but if you don't, then just let me know. Um, I'm going to share this to him. Hopefully he'll see it. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, this is a really crazy deep story so far. And this is just the beginning. If you want to get um, a copy of this book, you can go to Amazon or TrentSheldon.com or, or you can go to his YouTube. Just type in Trent Sheldon. You can go anywhere. Um, it's called The Greatest You. So far, it's just really, really heavy right now. Um, just kind of opening up the story of who he was and um, and then how when he lost his friend, um, how that was like showing him like a purpose that there there has to be a purpose um and that he was running away from his battles but he's uh this is just seven page in seven pages in and the chapter goes for 23 pages so you can understand I'm not even halfway through but thank you for listening thank you for the last few people that have came to this podcast and I will see you guys soon. Peace.